Hey there, triathlete. Welcome to the Triathlete Mindset Podcast, where we explore effective training mindsets, life's challenges, and provide you with real-life strategies to help you become a stronger triathlete. Here is your host, Coach Morgan, the People's Coach. There we go. Whoa, we got a legend here, you know, been around for a minute, you know, and throughout the USAT and the triathlon community giving back uh, words of wisdom, knowledge, experiences, and achieving great things for itself. We're going to talk about, you know, age is not a limitation. Like a lot of people get older and it's like, well, I've had athletes tell me like, oh man, I'm 50 years old. I was like 50. That's, I had a coach that was 70 and that's what we got Barry here today, right? Barry Siff and he's going to like really tell us like how to get started and keep on going uh, as you age and as you get older. How you doing Barry, man? What's going on? Great, Morgan. Good to see you, man. It is good, man. He was just telling me about how it's 79 degrees in Tempe, Arizona, and I'm in North Carolina, and it's 55 or 54, <laughs> and I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I used to teach uh, Steve Covey courses, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And okay. He always said, carry your weather with you. You create your own weather. But okay. I used to tell that to people. I don't say it anymore. There's a big difference between really being in 79 degrees <laughs> Being in 54, you you went out this morning, it was 44. Yeah, man. And I was like, I'm still like, you'll see me do this because that, you know, that cold weather gets in your lungs, man. I had to, I need some hot chocolate or something, man. I hear you. I, I hear you. Yeah. So what you've been doing today, man? What, like, what did you just do? Yeah, I just went for about a two hour bike ride. Easy this morning. Yesterday was a little bit of a harder day with some good hill repeats on the run and and some paddle boarding in the afternoon, some stand-up paddle boarding, which I've been doing a lot of lately. Good core work. Really fun. Good core work, good balance, and really nice to be out on lake. So, yeah. Man, you're doing a whole lot, man. How old are you, bro? 65, 66 this year. So USAT 66. (laughs) Okay, okay. At the the end of the year, what would you be, you know, uh, type thing? Uh, Exactly. Man, and I really have had people tell me, like, Oh, I want to get into it, but you know, I'm I'm too old, or yeah, I don't know yeah. if you know. What do you think about those people, man? Yeah, no, I, I run into those people a lot, you know, and or people who say, "Oh man, you've done Iron Man, I can never do that." And the fact is, you can, and you can do whatever. I listened to someone else yesterday talk to someone who was saying they got really overweight. They used to do marathons, now they're too heavy. How do you get started? The guy gave great words of wisdom. He said, "You take your first step. It might just be a step." And it might be a walk around the block, but you just got to start. And as soon as you start, then maybe in a couple of days, you do a little bit more and a little bit more. But I think that's really, really important. And then just set some goals and goals don't have to be, you know, even doing a triathlon or doing a marathon or doing a 5k. A goal can be, I want to be able to uh, walk for 20 minutes or I want to be able to do whatever. So, yeah, I think it's just a matter of getting started. And it's so damn important as you age. This week, I listened to a really good podcast discussion with a couple doctors, Shirzai, and totally about dementia and Alzheimer's. And I think it's one out of nine people over whatever age have dementia or Alzheimer's. And so it's, what can you do to limit that? What can you do to stop that progression or Mm -hmm. try to, you know, stay away from that. One of the key pieces was exercise, exercise and nutrition. And those are the two things I say to everybody. 
there's a lot of different diseases out there that are slowed <laughs> just by movement, right? Just by keeping in, I think it was a cerebral palsy or something like that. Or M- I think it's MS, right? That's a big one too. Cause my best friend has MS and uh, the more he likes to grapple and do jujitsu and stuff like that. And he said, when he does that, he feels the best, right? He, he's yeah. moving, he's doing something. And even my grandma would always tell me before she, you know, passed and she was in her late eighties and she was like, the way you, you keep from dying is to keep moving. No doubt about it. No yeah, doubt about yeah, it. it. It doesn't have to be excessive either. And, and excessive is probably not even that good for you. Right. I can remember 10 or 12 years ago, Chris McCormick was on, I think he was on like the Today Show. Chris okay. McCormick, the Ironman champion, great athlete, et cetera, et cetera. And they asked him, how much training can you do? What's good for you? And I remember him saying 12 hours was kind of a limit, you know, 12 hours a week. A lot of triathletes, I'm sure you yeah. know the way you train, you know. I mean, it's 12, 14, 16 hours. And people who train for Ironman, it's more, 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 16, 18. You do that for a lot of years. I'm not convinced that's great for you. Yeah. Um, and I've leveled off in that sweet spot of 10 to 12 hours a week. I will be doing Ironman in the fall. And then I'm sure there'll be a little period of a little bit more. But I think that there's a sweet spot for serious athletes. And then there's a spot of just getting out there. And whether it's 30 minutes a day, I just saw a friend of mine post about his wife. She's 58. It was her birthday. And a year okay. ago, she said, I'm going to work out. I'm going to do 30 minutes of exercise a day, every day this year. And she did it 365 days, 30 minutes a day. And man, she looks great. She feels great. She's so happy. I think that's awesome. I throw this in here, right? People think when you say, oh, I'm gonna work out 30 minutes a day, the first thing they think is suffering. Like go yeah. hiking, go right. paddle boarding. Right. It doesn't have to look like what you think. There's so many, this is 2021. Yeah. There are many ways you can yoga, you can do bar, oh, yeah. you can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In 2002, I think it was, I co-authored a book that wasn't very successful, but it had a great title. It was Fit and Fun for Life. My co-author and I were pretty serious full-time adventure racers which is a very, very, very extreme sport. So we wrote this book, the exact opposite. And we talked about being active. It included gardening. It included flying a freaking kite, just literally flying a kite, getting up, shooting a Frisbee around. It's just getting out there, you know, and a lot of it's just getting out there and and doing something. You know, during this pandemic period, we've seen a lot of people, as you know, I live right above the Ironman Arizona course. And I see the trails here. I'm looking out right now. And one of the new things we see is a lot of people on roller skates, like old school yeah. roller skates getting really popular. My wife, I got them for, for Christmas. My wife and <laughs> both my daughters, they got skates for Christmas. It's booming. And that's fantastic. People having fun doing that. So it doesn't matter what you do at all. Yeah. You've been motivating people for a while, man. What you've been doing for the, before you retire? What was you doing the last 20 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've had a lot of iterations of life. My business career was mainly in the meatpacking business. I can say that now that I'm a vegan, Um, (laughs) (laughs) almost vegan. I still love cheese, but I haven't had meat for quite a while. My wife's never had meat. We haven't had it in the house. But when I retired, got into adventure racing, eco challenge and all that stuff and spent six years traveling around the world racing pretty much full time. These are the 500 kilometer, five to 10 day races, no sleep, all that stuff. And 
Liz Caldwell and I started a business called Mountain Quest Adventures where we taught people how to do it. Okay. We put on 24-hour races way back when where they should be going on now, but they're amazing, 24-hour races. And we wrote the first book called Adventure Racing, The Ultimate Guide, which was really popular. And then when that ended, my wife, Jody and I picked up this little race called the 5430 Triathlon in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. 250 person, half Ironman. We grew that business into eight races over a period of five years, $85,000 in prize money. All the pros were there. It's Boulder. Everyone was there. Yeah. And we sold them all to Ironman. So the only one left is the Boulder Ironman 70.3. Okay. That was yours. That was our race. Heck yeah. Boulder Peak Triathlon was our race. So we had some really good races and really good series. Loved it. But then we sold it in 2009. Okay. And then I got into this governance stuff. I decided to give back a little bit more. Although I think race directors give back every single day. You know, yeah. they're giving us all this opportunity, you know, especially during this pandemic. I mean, they're suffering. We got to really respect and honor these race directors. Like I know Rocky Harris, the CEO of USA Triathlon, is so committed to these race directors. I, I just admire the heck out of that and the foundation. Then I just got active in USA Triathlon and was chair of the race director committee. Okay. Uh, and then got on the board and quickly became vice president, I think, in one year. And two years later, I'm president. And I was that for five years, as well as the ITU executive board. So got really active in the governance of the sport. <laughs> I termed out this year. I consider myself a free agent, <laughs> figuring out the next you know, next thing. I'm helping USA Boxing a lot. Okay. Uh, I love boxing, so I reached out to their CEO and said, uh, you want some help? And of course, he said, sure, so that's fun. Just keeping busy. Still on a couple ITU committees or world triathlon committees and stuff like that, writing for Triathlete Magazine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. man. Triathlete Magazine emailed me yesterday. I'll tell you that story later, though. Right on. Uh, it's good. We, yeah, we talked about it last time, and I, I kind of went after that. So it's happening, and so it's really yeah, good. And um, I'm not surprised. So <laughs> that's a lot, bro. You do, you've done a lot. You've done more <laughs> in probably like a quarter of your life than most people have done their whole life. Uh, and, and I, got a lot, I, I got a lot more. I got a lot more where that came. Yeah. From. One year I worked on one of the reality TV shows. Which was, one? Uh, it was called Worst Case Scenario. It was only on for one season. Okay. I, worked, I was a location scout and found where all the episodes would take place. And then I became a camera guy, which I'd never done in my life. But because it was an adventure kind of scenario, they'd give me a camera. I have to follow people running around. And I mean, I've done shape, man. You knew how to. You, you, yeah. When you're in shape, you can do anything. You know? Anything. It gives, man. Value, gives you more value to, to people. Yep. Have you ever been told to slow down? No. Nobody no. ever told you to slow down? My, my sons, a uh, couple of years ago, said I should. They said I should really retire and enjoy life. And it's like, I enjoy every day. Are you kidding? You know? and, but no, never slow down. In fact, I, my motto used to be, you know, when people say you can't do it all, I used to tell my kids, you can do it all. You can do it all. Yeah. You just got to keep pushing. You just got to yeah. keep pushing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's a big one, man. People get so caught up in like... I don't know how, or I can, or it just it's not my time. And I was yeah. like, mine is find yeah. a way, make it work. Yeah. I mean, you got to balance some things. I'm not all about this balance your work and life and all that, but you do got to find balance. You don't want to get too eccentric. You don't want to go too far off course. You know, I did that in 2018. I 
had this vision of taking this sport of team handball okay. to the Olympics in, in the USA. That's cool sport. You know, it's water polo on a basketball court. It's, it's the coolest sport. It's in the Olympics. European. Really? Oh, it's huge. In the Rio Olympics, it was the second most ticketed sport. More people watched handball, team handball, than gymnastics, swimming. Only soccer had more tickets sold. Yeah. It's huge in Europe, and, and USA has not been very good at it, has not qualified for the Olympics in many, many, many years. And so I wanted to, at some point, take it over, you know, run that sport for the Olympic Committee. And I told them that, and they gave me that opportunity in 2018. So I became CEO for USA Team Handball. I never <laughs> even had touched a handball. I didn't know any rules. I didn't know nothing. Figure just, it out, man. I just knew it was a great sport, you know? Yeah. We were making really good progress, but I was way, way over over here in terms of working, you know, 24-7, everything I had, very limited staff, and uh, had some personal things in my life, you know, my son passed away, and it was just really hard. So I stepped away from that position. It was a difficult decision, but I did because I realized I wasn't doing things that were making my life enriching and happy and dealing with good, happy situations. So I made that change. It's all good. Now I'm just figuring out that next third of my life. Yeah. Are you a big believer of doing things that make you happy at this, at this point think, in your life? Or have you always been I, that way? I think make you happy and make you feel uh, accomplished. Right. The newest word that I've heard from a couple of people that I rely on, you know, I've got some really good friends who we talk really in depth. And the word that keeps coming to me is relevancy. And you need to feel relevant and feel challenged and get satisfaction out of there. I think when I'm relevant and challenged and achieving things, achievement, that all translates to being happy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think being happy is a good thing, you know? Right. How's that done for your life as you retire and you got your wife in it? Is she on board with all the things that you do too? She's, is she, is she does the same stuff or? She's amazing. No, she doesn't. I mean, she works out every day, but no, she doesn't. She's anti kind of competition. She, okay. she doesn't like to... <laughs> You know, she did one of these virtual races this during this pandemic just to support a couple of race directors, but she's very active. She's an artist. She's, she mm. creates sculptures and art and all this stuff. So she does her own thing, but she's tremendously supportive. In December, when I was really kind of figuring things out and I was just confused, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. It was the first time I it was like, I'd wake up in the morning and I, I didn't have to do anything. And, and I don't like that. I don't like <laughs> So... I went to Kona because Kona is such a special, special place. I mean, Mark Allen said it forever, and it really is. So I flew over to Kona and spent almost two weeks there by myself just trying to plot the next chapter. And uh, it was really helpful, really helpful. It helped me understand what I needed to do in life. And what it is is inspire people to be active and healthy and lead a healthy, fulfilling life. And I just got to figure out best ways to do that. Yeah. When you went over there, what was the thing at the forefront of your mind like that you had to like get, get past in yeah. that process? I really followed a process. One of my good friends is, is a huge exec, was big executive coach. And he gave me this book to follow called Living Forward. Okay. And um, I just followed this process and it, it helped me 
I thought that at the end of the process, this thing would come down from the sky and say, you should be a boom, you know, (laughs) you should go work at Tesla. Yeah, don't we all wish that happened? And it it didn't happen. But what what did happen was I realized what makes me feel fulfilled, what makes me feel gratified, what's important to me. And what I want to do with my life. And like I said, you know, I got it, I got it written right here. It's keep on inspiring and helping others become healthier, fitter, and happier through exercise, nutrition, and living a positive lifestyle. Sounds like your life. Yeah, it has been, but I got to continue that right now. I'm not doing a little of it, but I want to do it in a bigger way. You know, so tell me about that. What you thinking that's going to help you do that or or any projects that coming up? Well, Yeah. The big, bold, hairy, audacious one would be for the U.S. government to create a secretary of health, fitness, and athletics and have our government commit to making our society a healthier place. You know, obesity is such a damn problem. And I don't need to go into that. Everybody knows it. We're one of the worst nations in the world when it comes to health and wellness. And that's combined with the Olympics. I'm kind of hung up these days. In fact, it was the news now that there are going to be no spectators, no foreign spectators at the Olympics, that Japan's not allowing it. And we got to do something about the Olympic program here in the United States. Our government doesn't support it. Rather, it puts onerous responsibilities on our sports. Okay. And one of the things I'd like to do is help impact that a little bit. That's huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a lot. Those are the big things. That's a huge thing. It ain't no big thing. Like that's that's changing the world. That's changing the world, and and that's the kind of thing I think that I like to focus on. And then you just got to do it one step at a time. So that first step might be, you know, talking to representative. We're blessed here. Our senator, Kirsten Cinema, is a Ironman. She mm. has done Kona and done Ironman Arizona. So she, she really. Gets it. Yeah. So kind of my dream is to get with her and to start talking about what we can do for society in a much, much bigger way than, than we're doing right now. So that's one thing. And then dial all that back. And, you know, it's being on the age group commission for world triathlon. It's being on the diversity, equity, and inclusion commission for world triathlon and trying to have an impact in that way. Yeah. I didn't even know they had those programs. Yeah. How could other people support those? Like, I mean, even me, I would love to talk about that. Those yeah. last two. At the world triathlon level, when I was on the executive board, we put it into the constitution in 2018 or 19 that there shall be a diversity, equity, and inclusion commission. Okay. And then I woke up on January, 2020, and we hadn't done anything, you know, it was supposed to be in place. So I pushed and pushed and the board decided they would wait until a new board got seated mm. in December, mm. and they did it. Yeah, okay. I know. That's, that's kind of hard but they did it. They did it, and they were nice enough to invite me to be on the commission. So we just started up, just started up, and that's an appointment. And they've already appointed a very a good, diverse group. That's good. The biggest eye-opener for me, Morgan, is, you know, when we talk about diversity here in the United States. We talk BIPOC, we talk, you know, mainly people of color today, you know, things like that. When you're in an organization that includes Africa, you're not really talking about people of color that much. Every region has its own uniqueness. And it's been really interesting, you know, how do you start looking at DEI 
on a world basis. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. And, yeah, people and get stuck on color, and it ain't. It's so much more than in color. It's so so much. it's black people in every country. So that they yeah. different races, they different creeds, yeah. they different sexual orientation, yeah. all kinds of stuff you got to consider. It's, it's a deeper understanding of just discrimination and prejudice. That's all. It's just a deeper understanding. So we're working on that. It's tough to get involved with the World Triathlon. It's easy to get involved with USA Triathlon. And Rocky Harris, the CEO, has, has made it that way. And I recommend to your listeners and viewers and fans, give USA Triathlon a shot. They communicate well. Rocky always gives out his email address and you can write directly to him. And how can I get involved? You know, I'm interested in diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm interested in race directing. I'm interested in coaching. I'm a coach. How can I get more involved with USA Triathlon? They got like 20 some committees and it's easy to get on these committees. It's how I started. I highly recommend that to people. That's good. No, ma- no matter how old you are. No matter how old you are, man. And, and that's the good thing. Like I heard in this whole conversation is it's forward movement. Right. Not just settling for like, oh, I've done it. OK, I don't need to do it anymore. It's almost like uh, moving from a sprint triathlon to an Ironman and, and to an ultra distance race or a, a eco challenge. It's forward motion over and over again. And I think that's where we get caught up in age and, and other things that where we think that's not possible for us. And I think you are a great, amazing representation of, of the example that we should be following. Right. And, and don't get stuck at home. And even yeah. for me, I in my retirement this week and I believe me, I was like, it, it always sounds good. It's like, oh, I'm going I'm to do nothing. But that's not really what I want. I just want to I want to do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And you, that's helping people. You're, you're a great example of someone who wants to inspire people and who effectively does that. You've got a great story and you're the right kind of person. that can Thank do you. That. I appreciate it. And, uh, and, and I wish you huge success in that. I know you will be. You just got to put your heart and soul into it and you got to be authentic. You can't fake it. Just like I always said, you can't fake a marathon. You can't fake an Ironman. You, well, you, can't. you can't fake being a good person either. You can't fake being an inspiration. You got to care about people. And yep. nothing makes me happier than someone who maybe I've impacted over the years and they come back years later and say, you know what? You're, you know, I get a lot of these. Your triathlon was the first triathlon boulder that I ever did. And now I've done all these races. I feel so good. I'm healthier, happier, and I really want to thank you. And those are the most meaningful emails or notes on Facebook or whatever that I get. Yeah. Yeah. And it does feel good when you know that you, because you never know, you just do it because it just, you want to do it. And uh, I had that hard moment and it was like, man, am I touching anybody? And I got that one email, like the universe was like, here, yes, you are. And somebody reached out to me and told me, they had lost a loved one, but like, you know, me dancing on Facebook or, or my platforms on Fridays just to celebrate, you know, life. She yeah. said that that put a smile on their face and it's something that they needed at that time. Yeah. You never know, yeah. you know. Exactly. Uh, let's do Gary, a guy named Gary V. He's like, you, you put it out there. Don't worry about it. if any, anybody watches, anybody sees it or anybody is looking. You do what you know is right and it will touch the lives that it needs to touch. That's yeah. simple, right. Yeah. yeah. So. As we wrap it up, there's going to be people on here that are, that are older, right? And they are, you know, maybe getting up in age. What would be the biggest advice you would give them about doing something new that they haven't done? And like, I think that's what your life has been about. It's always reinventing yourself and yeah. going out. Like, what kind of advice would you give somebody to just look to take that next step? Like, even me, like, I'm about to close that chapter of 23 years in the Marine Corps. How do I figure out what I do next? 
Yeah, I'm in that process. So it's hard to answer that specific question. The only thing I would say is you've got to look inside yourself and, and what makes you feel good? What, what's important to you? And it's clear, for example, with you, Morgan, what's important to you is impacting people and inspiring people, much like myself. And once you figure that out, then you've just got to figure out, so, so how can I do that? And you're doing that through these podcasts, through blogs, through writing, through teaching, through coaching. And, you know, other people might feel like what makes them feel happy is eating well or being with my grandkids or spending time and inspiring that. I think older people like myself with grandkids, you suddenly do realize how important that is. And you know, focus upon that. And what brings you satisfaction? Like I said, after two weeks of self-reflection, I came up with that inspiring and helping others through exercise, nutrition, etc. And while it's very broad, that brought meaning to me. And then it helped me figure out, okay, now what do I do? And I think that's how people can fashion forward. But I think the keys for anybody, especially people over 60 or 65, exercise, being active, nutrition, just huge, and recovery from exercise, but recovery meaning mainly sleep. You know, sleep is so damn important. That's a badge of honor in some places, but that's the problem. People not getting sleep. Oh, I didn't sleep. You know, that's not a positive thing. And that's what this is about. Yeah. You got to refill the tank. Like you can't, you you only can use the gas so much without refilling it until you're on empty. It's one of the keys. and, And that's what I heard. It's one of the keys to preventing or limiting dementia and Alzheimer's as well. Giving that brain during the sleep a chance to refresh itself. It's not just your muscles that we know sleep is important for athletes and reducing or combating inflammation as well as strengthening yourself. But strengthening the brain and refreshing the brain is really critical. And that's why sleep, one of the benefits of good sleep. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Barry, I appreciate you coming. I thank you. I mean, yeah, we could have this talk for a long time. You've done a lot of stuff. We didn't, and, and guess what? We guys, we just wave topped it with him. Like <laughs> we just wave topped it. It is it's such a, an inspiration, and I, I feel so blessed to like to meet people like this. To even have them like like my page and they know what I'm doing. The world is so vast that you could be doing to even accept the the invitation to come on the podcast. So I appreciate you, man, and thank my you for pleasure. that. Pleasure. I, I I respect what you're doing. Anything I can do to help, that's what I love to do. And keep up the great work, Morgan. I will, brother. All right, guys, every two weeks, you know what we do, Triathlete Mindset. Every two weeks, check out the, the, the new episodes or check out the old ones. They're all good, man. It's a, just normal people, athletes, mothers, fathers uh, out there trying to change the world, change their lives, be healthier, happier, and keep it going. And always remember, you are enough. You just got to believe it. Have a good day, guys. Thank you for listening. Find Coach Morgan on social media and at www.morganlattimore.com. Check back every two weeks for new and insightful episodes. Until next time, remember, you are enough. You just have to believe it.